0: This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture.
1: And It's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, let's wrap (laughs) this thing up. (laughs) Welcome everyone to this week's cult. Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Shelby Croft, and with me as always is Megan Harshberger.
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. We are happy to have you back with us. Um, we have a very important topic to talk about today. It's the spotted lanternfly uh, and the concerns we have as it has made its way into Ohio. So with us today, we have Dan Kenny, the chief of our division of plant health. And we also have Christy Eckstein, Executive Director of Ohio Grape
1: Industries Committee. So thank you both for being with us today.
2: Thanks, Thanks Megan. for
3: having us.
1: So the reason that we have, uh, for wondering why we have Christy here with grapes, along with Dan, uh, to talk about an insect is because uh, it tends to really like vines, vineyards, grapes, etc., so, why don't we start off with, uh, Dan, why don't you tell us exactly what the Spotted Lanternfly is and why, why there's a concern?
2: Sure. Um, the uh, Spotted Lanternfly is an invasive insect. It uh, was first discovered in Pennsylvania in 2014. It's non-native. Um, it, it has a strong affinity for grapes um, and... Uh, and, and can really cause a lot of damage to vineyards and, and increase the cost of production uh, of of grapes. And um, um, since its discovery in twenty fourteen, it's it's been expanding its its reach, uh, moving uh, into Ohio most recently in twenty twenty into the Mingo Junction area. So that's that's why we're so concerned about it.
0: And Christy. Obviously, this is a discussion among Ohio grape growers, wineries, vineyards. What are what are people talking about? Are they aware that this has, you know, come to Ohio?
3: Yes, our growers have actually um, been kind of scouting or looking for this, aware of its potential presence coming into Ohio for a couple years now. So um, I guess we weren't shocked to hear the news as it's been kind of looming on the western edge of Pennsylvania for a while now um, to hear that it is here. Um, The good news is I guess is it's not located right now currently in the heart of grape growing country in northeast Ohio and Ashtabula and Lake Counties, but um, we do know that really there's no way to stop it. We just want to be able to slow the spread and educate our growers about how best to mitigate its impact on their vineyards.
1: Now, Dan, what other trees does it affect? Like what what other, I, I don't know, vegetation does the spotted lanternfly like?
2: Yeah, it has a pretty wide host range. Um, like I mentioned, the two major crops that, that, or the two major species, I should say, that we see it on are, is would be grapes and something called tree of heaven, which is the Ailanthus altissima tree, um, which is actually a non-native tree. Uh, it's it's uh, been declared an invasive species in Ohio, um, but um, it's pretty widespread in a lot of disturbed areas throughout the state. So that's, that, those, those alanthus stands are kind of where we're focusing our uh, inspection efforts. And then beyond that, it, it can, um, uh, it's during different points of its life stages, uh, it, it kind of migrates between different uh, trees. Uh, primarily it can infect orchard, uh, crops like apples, um, and uh, it's been seen on black walnut trees and and uh, both red and silver maple as well. So it likes all the good fruits, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so here's yeah. what gets me, and I think Megan and I have actually commented on it. This this insect is beautiful. Yeah. It's so so pretty.
2: Yeah. It it's um, it, and it. It starts off and in, in, as its egg stage is, is just a mass that it can be laid on all different types of outdoor equipment, uh, cars, rail cars, which makes it really difficult as as Christy mentioned to to even try to control uh, the movement. Um, so it's it's a good hitchhiker um, on human uh, thing, you know, on basically hitchhikes on on whatever we we have moving in our commerce a lot of times. Um, but uh, it, throughout its life stages, it, it I guess, transforms uh, to use a, a non-scientific word uh, it, from uh, its nymphal stages um, into this the, the adult stage, which we'll see um, in the areas where it's established, um, which has these spots and, 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 like you say, pretty it's it's pretty showy. Uh, insect with red uh, colorations and and even some some yellows and different different. It doesn't really look like anything else that um, that we have uh, as a native, uh, which is really to our advantage when we engage with the public to um, you know ask for their assistance in in locating this bug.
0: And really quick, Dan too. Once its wings are spread, those beautiful red colors it's got the the spots. That's when it's easier to find. Because um, we recently did a story with one of our Ohio uh, winery and vineyards, and um, a plant health um, employee, Dave Atkins, who showed me like the actual egg or the the bug, very small, like that. That's going to be pretty hard to
2: spot. Exactly, uh, and, and you know we we have our inspectors out uh, looking for all different stages, but um, we'll really target our our outreach to the general public um and ask them to to help us uh when when that adult stage comes in which will be more towards the middle of summer end of june time frame um and uh and we have a uh, uh our website set up to to for folks can really easily upload a picture of of anything they're seeing out there and we can have our our uh, entomologists take a look and and say yay or nay on whether it's spotted lanternfly
1: and Christy, I imagine the vineyards are are putting uh, systems in place to to check for this constantly.
3: Yes, they are. Um, you know, out of bad things sometimes come good things. So we've had a great partnership with ODA, ODNR um, this past year, especially now that the we know that it's here and kind of scouting. So we've done some drone work overhead where the Ailanthus are and trying to track where it might have popped up or where it has now popped up. And, um, a lot of education with our growers too in the areas that are close by, letting them know what to look for and at what stages, and then what spray programs to kind of put in place. We have learned a lot, um, not only in Ohio, but from Penn State because they've been dealing with this for a few years now um, in the vineyards there. So I feel like we're better prepared than maybe they were when it first hit them. So,
0: and Christy, I think OGIC's put out messaging to, to all wineries and vineyards.
3: Yes. So um, almost all of the wineries actually have displays kind of in their tasting rooms or on the counters so that consumers can see it. Um, know what maybe they're looking for too because they're really going to be kind of that first line of defense Um, not only are we going to see it in the vineyard but they're going to see it probably in their gardens or you know in their trees and so we want them looking for it there's also little um, business card kind of identification cards that have been distributed to across the state so that to help kind of increase awareness and recognition so that consumers are looking for it Um, I believe Dan probably can verify that but it was um, a consumer you know, an individual who actually found the, the first sighting of it instead of an actual grower or farmer.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: And we're heading into Ohio Wine Month right now in June and we, we want to preserve our precious Ohio vineyards. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we
3: do. They we do. Good stuff, Christy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we we definitely want to make sure we have 1,525 acres of grapes in the ground right now. And we are working um, each year now on expanding vineyard acreage in Ohio. And we would hate to lose any of our young or existing vines to one of the pests that many pests that Ohio is is home to, but this one seems to be really devastating um, if it is here in big quantities to our Ohio vineyards.
0: So everybody look out, because we must protect our vineyards at all costs. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) exactly. Dan, why don't you tell us one more time how um, someone would report this?
2: Uh, Yeah, great. Um, They uh, they can go to the the, the ODA website um, and uh, we have spotted, just search for Spotted Lanternfly through the website. uh, And there is a reporting tool uh, tab um, and then just it's a simple form to fill out. Um, and and you can easily up, upload your picture uh, to that site, and it'll be from that point uh, emailed over to uh, to our folks in the lab uh, to uh, take a look at and we'll get right back to you.
0: Wonderful. ODA has also posted about uh, the SLF extensively on our social pages. You can also head to our YouTube page and check out our videos um, about the spotted lantern fly. So thank you both, Dan and Christy, for being here. We appreciate your expertise um, and letting everybody know what they should be
1: on the lookout for this summer.
2: Yeah, Thanks for the opportunity.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And thank everyone out there for listening listening to Cultivating Convos. Uh, Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team.
0: Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed. And like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.